check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. It is officially the two-year anniversary of the first podcast we ever did, which we actually did, weirdly enough, in a radio station uh, directly after kickball one night, and we weren't even really fucking planning on it. Two years later, we're on our 105th episode. Uh, pretty wild happenings. It's crazy how far we've come, but uh, pretty crazy. And now it's fucking NFL season. Just had a big smile on my face all week long. It's just, it's it's different, man. Football hits differently than any other time of year. And um, my life is just a little bit better with football. I'm a little bit worried about it. Like, my life is almost too reliant. My mood, everything is almost too reliant on football. Uh, you guys got any of that going on? Yeah, I've been the more uh, most productive outside of work than I have been since, I don't know, February. Why do you uh, think that is? Because football is here, man. I, I'm just happy <laughs> every day. I got something the relevant coming up, like relevant sports news, fantasy news, gambling news, anything like revolving around like my favorite not only sport, but probably one of my top three favorite things in the world outside of, you know, blowjobs. So um, <laughs> it's 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 beautiful to be back. Well, I'm glad it makes you more productive. It makes me infinitely more unproductive. I'm always like, I could send this email or I could read this article on whether or not I should pick up this waiver wire claim. Uh, it does not make me more productive at all. I, f- I find myself trying to make sure I get everything done during the week so I can do absolutely nothing on Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm at, like, with my productivity. I'm like, all right, let's just fucking kick ass so I get all these hours to just not do anything else. Get get done at the end of the day early, try and finish up, and just get the numbers in, get everything done, and get ready to... Although Thursday is going to be awful, but uh, it's it's such a beautiful game. uh, I mean, Fridays are the worst for me now. We got Thursday night games throughout the entire season. Like, I I go hard every Thursday night, especially with my croquet league, the... uh, Right before uh, the game, but... uh, it's uh, it's a great time. I love that it's back. <clears throat> Hate being that I'm a Florida State fan, but man, can, NFL is amazing. Can confirm the hardness of Trevor's croquet night. Uh, they do go hard, man. I I found myself around nine thirty that night looking at Trevor like, bro, I am fucking trash right now. Croquet goes hard. <laughs> yeah, it, it it it's fun. It's literally the only thing we had during the uh, the COVID time, and we've continued on, and we've got over thirty five randos that have showed up since that time. So. Uh, it's it's an amazing time. What's your team name? Or is it, is, are, do you have a team? I'm the Irishman. Uh, and it's individual teams. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed. That there's like no wicket puns. I'm just glad. <laughs> I'm just glad that uh, Trevor is carrying on the mantle. Um, my dad. This is true story. As you know, my dad's kind of a fucking weird guy. Well, he's got a full regulation shuffleboard in his in his backyard. Well, he used to have what he called a croquet garden, and it was a fully self enclosed with like ramps and like uh, waterfalls and all this shit. Um, it's, it was re- really crazy and he would host these huge parties and that's where Trevor got the first taste of croquet when we were kids. We also used it as an opportunity to steal a bunch of beer. So there was a lot in it for us. No, it's an amazing time. I definitely contribute uh, your dad's backyard and our time spent there to uh, my top three ranking in the uh, Croquet League. Uh, I just hope that I can uh, take the gold here in our in our tournament that we're having in the next three weeks. So uh, uh, it's it's a good time. Plus, enjoy the Croquet memes. They're pretty in- in- exciting. <laughs> croquet. There must be so much shit to do up in Jacksonville. 
like, like is, is that really like a, I, I know it's a state in Florida, but should it be considered a state in Florida? It doesn't like really represent what Florida is all about. Oh, I think hey. it represents exactly what Florida is about. <laughs> Th- those little I mean, areas are called cities, by the way. If it, it's it, ja- croquet in Jacksonville is drinking hand croquet where you barely remember the last game that you played. There's Fair. arguments that ensue what what the actual score was by the end of the night. So, so, so it, strict can jam rules, drinking yeah. hand all times. All perfect, times. perfect. <laughs> yep. And uh, honestly, uh, yeah, Jacksonville. No, Jacksonville totally embodies what Florida is. Honestly, Jacksonville is the most representative of any city of what people think of when they think of Florida. Because you go to Miami, like people think, you know, they see all these stories and stuff. You go to Miami, you're going to be a little bit disappointed. There's some culture in Miami, great fucking food, lots to do. You go to Miami and you're like, wait, where's the fucking uh, basalt guys? You go up to Jacksonville and you're like, there's the fucking basalt guys. There they are. And they're playing croquet. <laughs> <laughs> playing croquet. I remember that one waiter we had that one time, and he was he was talking about he was like a former athlete from UF, and we're all like, ah, sure you were, sure you were, bro. <laughs> but speaking of Jacksonville, Urban Meyer uh, was trending earlier this week, and uh, the second that it happened, I knew I was like, oh well, I know what this is fucking about. Uh, USC job opens. Think there's any fire to the smoke? So his quote is no chance. I'm committed to building. I'm committed to here and building an organization, which made my first thought: When are they going to announce him as head coach at USC? Like <laughs> immediately, I'm thinking that's that's Urban Meyer speak for I'm already out of here. Didn't Nick Saban absolutely deny the fact that he was going to be the next Alabama head coach when he was at Miami? Sure and did. Then, uh, what I don't know. A couple weeks later, sure did. Do you think that was I'm a good sure. move for Saban ultimately? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm just fucking uh, with you. I mean, of course it is. He's the I mean, this would probably be a good time. move for Urban Meyer, too. So, <clears throat> mm, I don't think he does it. He, he, he He's too old, man. And, and one thing that he said, I, I don't remember who they were playing in the preseason. I believe Trevor, it was Trevor Lawrence against, uh, oh, I don't even remember who it was. But he, came, he went up to a coach and he was caught on the mic. He said, he goes, yeah, I haven't made any recruiting calls this week. It's amazing. I do have <laughs> to imagine that is quite good and with that with whatever contract he is it's the weirdest thing about urban meyer when are we going to get the juice on this contract something tells me he's the highest paid coach in the nfl something i i I can pretty much guarantee it i could definitely believe that yes if 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 not it's got to have some um some background juice like um uh, gruden stock in the team so something like that like really kind of entice you to you know want to stay maybe penalties uh, I think at, at that point, when you start offering money like that, I'm sure there's going to be uh, like contract violations or like or fines that uh, he'll get if he does leave, you know, within a year or two. I can see both of those, both equity and like penalties for if he pulls an Urban Meyer and takes off. Oh, for sure. And no penalties for going to the illustrious strip club called Wackos at Jacksonville at a full fledged tab, completely paid for. Definitely happened. <laughs> as, as much as much as I think it's uh, funny to talk about, and I, I shit on Urban Meyer any chance I can get, uh, I don't think it's it's something that realistically is going to happen. I mean, he, he's he's he would look like such a fool. I mean, he, he he's he's pretty much he did the exact same thing in Ohio State they did with Florida, and everyone's like, oh, here we go again. He's not going to do it a third time. No, I've heard a lot of smoke, and I guess there's mutual interest with uh, Eric Bieniemy, and to me that makes way more sense. He's told people close to him that it's it's the only job that he would leave the NFL for. So uh, there you go. Probably yeah. going to happen. Although the with the enemy, 
I mean, the reason Bienemy isn't a head coach in the NFL is because he has some fucking dirt on him in the past, uh, quite a bit from what I'm told. That's why I almost think it's a better move to head to college and like kind of, you know, one step below the national media, scrutiny. As long as you have the booster on your side, it doesn't really matter what the public thinks. You, you would think if you had dirt on you, though, you'd want to go to some like remote college where you're king and, and unchallenged. Yeah. You don't want to move to Compton. <laughs> That's where USC is. No. And whoever's going to go there is going to be expected to win immediately with how much talent they have out there. Well, but, see, uh, I think the problem is, uh, you know, not to talk about college too much. Uh, I was reading, I think Helton had like the second or most wins like in a two-year span for USC in so long. The and most wins. Yeah. And, and, and it's such a shame, man. Like college, schools like that on the water, especially now that you can start paying your athletes, No, there's no reason in the world that uh, they shouldn't be in the top like five of recruiting, no matter what. Like if if you're a five if you're a five star blue chip prospect, you're not going to want to be near the beach where everyone's in bikinis just uh, taking care of you. <laughs> could be worse. Yeah, could be worse. <clears throat> but um, but yeah, back to back to the important stuff, the NFL, and uh, you know to keep me chipper, I was watching. Um, you know, some fantasy stuff over on the uh, NFL Network. And fortunately, at this time, we're getting a replay of uh, the uh, Pittsburgh-Buffalo game. So if I get bored, I'll uh, have something to really chipper me up. What do you guys – what 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 to make of the first week of fantasy? Um, there's obviously some su- huge surprises. Uh, Aaron Rodgers scoring .32 points. Uh, if you had that on your bingo card, there were three <laughs> – there were three backups that scored more than, more than Aaron Rodgers this week. Three. Uh, and I believe two of them were rookies, Justin Fields and Trey Lance. So what a brutal start. Um, any other things that kind of shocked you from this week? I definitely, I, I thought seeing Jordan Love was a possibility. I uh, didn't think it was going to be with them down. I thought maybe they, they, you know, they get up early on the Saints, James turns the ball over, and it's pretty much the exact opposite. He took care of the ball. He was really efficient. That was surprising to see. Um, but I, I really think all teams kind of gravitate back towards where we thought they were going to be preseason. I think the fact that there's a reduced preseason, a lot of people didn't play their starters. We're going to see probably another week or two of ugly football. Um, I just, you know, Aaron Rodgers definitely showed like a guy who didn't have a preseason. Uh, Raheem Mostert, done for the season. Fucked my daily fantasy team. I, I thought I was getting a steal putting him in there. Scored me two points, and that was all she wrote. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, you know, the the healthy scratch with Trey Sermon, no one saw that coming, and then Eli Mitchell coming out of nowhere with over 100 yards and a touchdown um, just shows, I think, you can almost plug and play any running back into that system, and they're going to be successful, which I saw, is scary. I saw the Trey Sermon scratch, and I reconfigured my entire DFS lineup. I uh, didn't have Mostert in it. I was like, Mostert's a steal, great value, and every every change I made with him in there, Going to more expensive players, I, I just missed on everything. It was a it was a nightmare. Like Jalen Hurts is the only thing that kept me in the pay in the, in the payoff. So here, which I'm pumped about. I, I, I love Jalen. I, I love Jalen. Now, now, Drew, are you talking about um um like as far as surprise? Are you talking about teams or or just fantasy? Just players. Yeah, I mean players in general. Um, yeah, I, th- I I think one and and I, obviously I heard you be, uh, t- uh, talking about him a lot. Thursday night was insane. Uh, Amari Cooper's finished as I think we, we were joking but now he's the third or fourth best guy out there he finishes with like 40 points give or take um, but I think uh, one guy that we're all gonna be proud about is Thielen is the unsung hero he finished with a nice day there, there's a lot of like low mid-tier guys 
Um, um, Debo Samuel, huge day. What he had, what almost two hundred yards receiving or one hundred seventy something like that. Uh, I think that players like that, your your non expected guys that like hit that thirty point mark or the uh, the exciting unexpected plays of week one. Yeah. What d- about Darren Waller's un? Like you can't keep up that target share. He's not going to get nineteen targets every week, but that's fucking a workload. Why not? He got nineteen targets and they won. I I think they can keep it up. I mean, the, the Chiefs basically do the same thing except for they have a better quarterback who can distribute it better. I think they're just like, Derek Carr can't, so just throw it to Darren Waller. Yeah, and who's going to guard him? I mean, what what human being can guard that guy? Like, he is a, just a behemoth and that has great hands and can get open and get separation. I mean, Belichick would probably triple cover him. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, well, and he'd still catch the ball. <laughs> no, 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 he wouldn't. He would, that would be the one guy he would take out of the game. It's like, we'll, we'll see if you can beat us with somebody else. A complete hypothetical here with Waller because I know they touched about I touched on it a few times Monday night. Um, are there any? How quick after the games? How quick is the turnaround for like drug tests? Like maybe he's smoking crack before the game, and that's why he's such a monster out there. Like just running wild. It was such a weird aspect of that of that show, and it really is always with Darren Waller. Like, let's just get past it, guys. Like, yeah, it's it's cool. Like he he conquered his drug addiction. Can, can we stop mentioning it? Let's just talk about what a great player this guy is. We they talk about it every single time. Now, I think that what kind of led to them talking about it a lot. By the way, that Monday Night Crew was trash. Holy shit! Uh, watch, I, watch Eli yeah. and Peyton instead. What? It's way better. That was that was great. Watch the Manning broadcast for sure. But holy shit, was it ever bad? Um, they didn't even mention the interception. I mean, literally, a Ravens player had a, a fucking pick, just stood up and dropped it casually because he didn't even know it was an interception. Um, so much happened that the announcers didn't even talk about. And then all they could talk, talk about is <laughs> Darren Waller. He's already got 11 targets. Man, so glad that guy's off the crack rock. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you know, it's funny. That's an all-pro player, too. But, um, you know, before we start getting into what's coming next, it's – Obviously, I got a little weak spot for the Raiders. Like I'm rooting for them, but like obviously, we're not expecting much from them. Like what? A, like what a joke that offensive line is. But they held up fair enough. Like, are we higher on the Raiders? Are we lower on the Ravens? Or is, was it weird? Is just something weird that happened because you know they got the job done on it very unexpectedly. I, I think it comes down to the Ravens' injuries, right? Like they're so beat up at this point um, that I think that's really hurting them in in a lot of ways. Uh, it looked like the Raiders were game planning specifically for trying to take Mark Andrews out, take away the middle of the field, force um, force Lamar to throw the ball outside, which he you know he he did a little bit more of, and he and he looked a little better uh, than he has previously, but just not enough. Um, and I mean that really hampered their. I don't know. It, they got out to a good lead. Uh, Tyson Tyson Williams looked really good with the ball in his hands. Um, and then they just kind of got away from it. I don't really get that, but yeah, I mean, there, there's injuries, and then there's decimating the entire position group, and not only that, but a key position group. And I, I think the Ravens, the Ravens, I think will be okay. I think you know they're going to have they're going to be run heavy. Their wide receiver core is terrible, but that defense I think will keep them in enough games where they can keep running the ball. Uh, they're not going to be something that gets pushed out of running. I don't think it's like a Tennessee. You want to talk about a team that's surprising. Tennessee gets completely pushed out of their run game altogether. Derrick Henry watches half the game, and they look bad. Well, but then they didn't make an adjustment. Like, they continued to try to force the ball, and then, um, you know, when they did that, once they once they tried to continue to force the ball, it, it, they to Henry, they didn't 
like Julio Jones had a garbage day. AJ Brown didn't really do much. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot to worry about with Tennessee. Uh, some of my takes from this week, uh, Hawkinson is the real fucking deal. Uh, if, if I could go back and rank my tight ends uh, right now, uh, and, and, and pretty much going into this year, I had Hawkinson and Kittle as 3A and 3B. Well, Hawkinson has officially taken over the number three spot. Uh, and this is no not knock on Kittle. Kittle is just too good of a blocker. He's one of the best fucking blocking tight ends I've ever seen. I don't know if you saw that touchdown, uh, but he, he took out like three guys. He's so fucking good. And so they're going to use him as a blocker. He's such a destructive receiver as well, but he's such a good blocker. Hawkinson, not so much. He's, he's, he's pretty much a, a straight receiver. That guy's going to be gold. Um, I wouldn't even be surprised if he's a top two guy, but he, he's an elite tight end this year for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just also look at his situation too, you know, with the Lions. Like, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. And, and, and Tyrell Williams is also hurt. So take out, like, they're one of their, you know, most experienced wide receivers. Yeah, yeah so he's, he's going to get the ball a lot, essentially. The wide receiver core is terrible. And, and if you look back at, like, even when, when Goff was at the Rams, when did he look his best? When they were throwing slants and crossing routes and short pass? Like, he wants to get the ball out and distribute on short and intermediate routes. Hawkinson's going to fucking eat. Both of those running backs are going to eat. I wouldn't own any of the receivers. Goff is straight trash. He can't throw more Terrible. than yards down the field. Terrible. But he's, he's, he's going to be good for Hawkinson. <laughs> yeah. All day. How about, how about overall, there's a lot of depressing um, running back scores this week. Uh, guys scoring, you know, in either the low, low double digits or not even getting to double digits. Uh, Travis Henry, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, Zeke Elliott, Najee Harris, um, James Robinson, all these guys that people were drafting to be significant contributors to their rosters, and they're not even putting up, you know, double digits for you realistically. That's um, that's pretty rough. It's a mod- I think it's the modern NFL. If you're if the running back you own in your fantasy team isn't involved in the pass game, your floor is zero. Well, I think some of these are definitely circumstantial, but I mean, it's just it's it's rough for week one. I do expect some of these guys to bounce back for sure. Um, for instance, a guy like Barkley, you know, they're limiting his snap count, um, and he wasn't really involved in the pass catching game, and he will be in the future. So I think that you know, if you own Saquon, hold fast, or if you are looking to uh, buy somebody cheap, that might be a target for you. And also look at your matchups too. I mean, when you looked at at Zeke and what the Tampa Bay front did to him, I mean, Tampa Bay pretty much shut down the run game all last season as well, and took took out took Zeke out of the game. He couldn't find any holes. So I would say from a fantasy standpoint or any running back standpoint, if you're going to go up against like the Bucks or another very strong run defense, I mean, it's going to be shut down unless they can catch the ball. Yeah. And even, I mean, you look at Zeke. Zeke's typically a wide receiver or a good receiver, but from a coverage standpoint, there's not a lot of teams throwing Devin White out on the field, like mm-hmm. somebody that can run with him in coverage. Like Tampa is, is loaded at that position. So it, it neutralizes them both in the run game and the passing game. You know who sucks, and I've been saying he sucks, and I don't know why people fell for him again. Mike Davis. What were people thinking with with this with this Mike Davis pick? This is a career sub four yards <clears throat> per carry guy. Even last year on Carolina, when he's putting up all these fantasy points, he was not a productive runner. I do not understand what anybody saw in Mike Davis. Of course, Atlanta would be the fucking suckers to go for Mike Davis and think they can be their RB one. Uh, he sucked. He looked terrible. I think he had three yards of carry or something like that. Uh, expect more of this from Mike Davis. They were playing the Eagles, folks, and he still Their couldn't do anything. Their offensive line is not good. 
Like they're not going to be able to block for him. They're, the one, the one saving grace that Mike Davis ha- may have in that offense is if he gets plenty of targets out of the backfield, which he is a decent passer catcher. So their, their offensive line is not good, and the Philadelphia defense is especially not good. I mean, the, the, this Falcons team is just a dumpster fire fantasy wise. Uh, fade everybody on that team. I mean, even even Calvin Ridley. That's that's another guy that I was just kind of like uh, a lot of people were so high on him. I saw him in the first round in a lot of projections. Not me. Not me. Wasn't Matt Ryan like found dead like on the field that game? He was. There, like, wasted. Wasted. Out there? I, I have a feeling <laughs> yeah. he's still there. <laughs> so, so is is it too early to uh, get all of you guys to say, wow, Marcus, you were right. What a great draft pick Philly had in Jalen Hurts there in the second round. I can't believe you were right that long ago uh, that he's going to be a really good quarterback. Is, is it too early to jump on that and ask for it, that for you guys? It is. That's not happening because he is an ex- he's a top five fantasy quarterback. But in real life football, I don't think that's a guy that wins you playoff games. Yeah, I remember last year when he had ridiculously good games and then he would go out and look like he was a cuttable player. That's going to be yeah. Jalen Hurts. I mean, he, he yeah. they, they don't even have that much footage on the guy yet. The, Lamar Jackson got figured out his second year. Lamar Jackson is way more athletic and way better than Jalen Hurts ever will be. I well, will yeah. say, he, Jalen Hurts does already have more 300-yard passing games than Lamar does. And it took him five compared to Lamar's 38. Completely different offense, but yeah. 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 He's, I, I think he's a much more capable passer, but again, real life football, I don't like him. He's I, also I a I, less capable runner, which is important. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think everyone's a less capable runner than Lamar. Um, he <laughs> put some motherfuckers on skates. He's so uh, good. Like, like, like a great grown ass man, professional athletes embarrass them. It was, <laughs> he, he is impressive to watch, man. There's nothing scarier than when a guy like that gets you in space and you're just like, no matter what I do, it's wrong. Yeah. Hey, but you can say all you want about my boy Jared Goff. He's the fifth overall quarterback right now in fantasy, and he is over, notably, Matthew Stafford. <laughs> he passed 50 times a game, but yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in that game, they did come back kind of when the 49ers took their foot off the, off the ass. Um, a lot of garbage time, but you're going to, you should expect to see a lot of garbage time out of them all year. So that's what you want out of your fantasy players, guys that are in garbage time, baby. And they're not going to stop. They're going to try to win the game as long as there's seconds on the clock. Like, they're going to be onside kicking with four seconds left. Like it's it. The lines are, are they're going to keep trying. What to they make are, of yeah, eating ankles and, and legs and everything the entire way through. What to make of Corey Davis? Uh, here's a guy who busted out last year. You know, was a top fifteen wide receiver. I mean, he was a legit borderline wide receiver one, a very solid wide receiver two last year. Uh, he explodes last year. He looks like he's Zach Wilson's favorite target. Um, what to make of Corey Davis? I th- does he keep this up? He's the real deal to me. I mean, that offense didn't do much, and he did about all of it. I mean, he's not going to have two touchdowns a game, so he's going to take a little bit of a step back just in terms of that. He should be the favorite target, but they were also without Jamison Crowder, um, I do expect Elijah Moore to at some point emerge a little bit as a potential target for him. So he's he's going to have some ups, up and down weeks. Um, but weeks when he gets in the end zone, he's absolutely going to be, you know, he's no no worse than a number three wide receiver for you. He, he still only had seven targets. So it's not like he was being targeted, you know, heavily, you know, in that offense. Yeah, he produced, but I mean, he's still not going to get a ton of the looks like to be a top tier wide receiver. So I, I agree with you, Newman, maybe, maybe wide receiver three type level touchdown dependent. 
All right, let, let's talk. Let's talk some fantasy waivers. Uh, obviously, today is the waiver day, uh, Wednesday, and holy shit, uh, in our leagues especially, people came out like cannons. Uh, Trevor, who's on our podcast, he literally put down every dollar of of both of his free agency cash. I unfortunately got the tiebreaker on him in one of the leagues, but he did get him in another. Um, <clears throat> what to make I, of Eli I, Mitchell? You actually got the tiebreaker on me in one of those leagues too. I, I went, I went all in on him too. <laughs> Everybody, I, I, I might have been third on that tiebreaker. What, what did you was, What did you put I, down? A thousand. I put everything wow. down. I was looking Please. at it. I was, I was like, man, I don't know if I couldn't do it in uh, in OG. I was like, I could use it keeper if anything. So I like my keeper team. I was like, if anything, no one else gets them. And I was like, should I lower it? I'm like. Nah, I was like, someone's definitely going a thousand. We'll just leave it. And sure enough, I think three or four other people uh, went all in on him too. Yeah, well, he's the he's the number one waiver wire pickup uh, of this week. I, I mean, as he should be. I, I mean, I believe Mostert's out for the the entire Here. season. Is that yep. correct? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you so you've got him and Trey Sermon. You know, two two rookies and obviously and Jamichael Hasty and. Uh, Jeff Wilson once he comes back healthy, and they just okay. signed Carryon Johnson. Yeah. Oh, okay. So none of that's none of that scares me, yeah. especially especially for the week that uh, Mitchell put together. There, he's he's going to get the ball. He's going to feast. Uh, the thing that should scare you, the thing that should scare you about that is that um, Kyle Shanahan is perfectly fine with rotating his running backs and letting any of them see some volume. So um, you know, without. Most are in there. I'm sure that they're not going to just continue to feed Elijah Mitchell as much as they did in that game. Um, so I do expect to see some carries going to uh, whoever the second and third backs are any given week. Um, and you're just looking for touchdowns at that point. So um, that could definitely eat into his production. Yeah, but who who is Eli Mitchell eerily like in every way in the way that he plays? Raheem, Raheem Mostert. Mostert. The second that I saw that Mostert was gone, that's when I up my my uh, free agent cash all the way up to a thousand. Is because Shanahan loves Mostert. I mean, look look what he look look how he used Mostert in the playoffs uh, the year they went to the Super Bowl. Uh, when Mostert is healthy, it is all Mostert. It is the Mostert show, and everybody else is just along for the ride. Uh, I have a feeling. Uh, Eli Mitchell fulfills that role, and so I'm willing to gamble on him. Um, I'm not going to say that he's going to have this tremendous year because Shanahan is so unpredictable. But with Mostert going down, folks, if Eli Mitchell truly can fill in that gap, and listen, Mostert's a nobody too. It's not like he was like this high draft pick. He's also a low pe- pedigree guy. Um, it could be it could be fireworks, and and it, this early in the year, you only got a few weeks to to jump on those guys. Last year was James Robinson, and this year it's Eli Mitchell. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. You have to imagine Trey Sermon's in the doghouse. Like he went from second to he's he's third now with Mostert out, right? So you have to anticipate that um, it's going to be three, four weeks for. Um, and I think the way Shanahan uh, Shanahan said it was like prove that he's a pro, and it's going to take some time to even have an opportunity to start climbing back up. So yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. You, you have you have a workhorse, potential workhorse now. Uh, for nothing, no money. Like obviously, like league minimum. So yeah, they're they're gonna run him till he fucks up. Then that's what you have to do. Uh, it's it, it's the right play. Uh, I was comfortable going all in on it. Um, and I think one of you guys, uh, I think Derek was the one that said it the best. It's it was better to uh, it's better than ending the season with all of your money left over. Go ham in it and take that risk for sure. Well, if you're playing playing it right, you'll never do that anyways. <laughs> You got to be using all that cash. It doesn't carry over. You can't take it to your grave, folks. 
But uh, what about some of these other guys? Um, uh, Roundtree was a popular addition. Uh, he, a lot of people thought, uh, and, and, uh, listen, Eckler's usage last week was very bizarre. Didn't have a single catch. What is with that? What is going on with that? Uh, Roundtree, I mean, he could have a place in this offense. They seem to want I mean, to use a compliment back with a healthy Eckler. And Eckler's a guy you always got to worry about injury concerns. There's a lot of value in Roundtree. Um, and, yeah, I was hoping that with everything else going on at the top and and I could, like, sneak in a low bid on him, but that didn't work out. Uh, he's, he's definitely a valuable target as well. And it wasn't so much in our league because we were all Jameis believers, but, I mean, Jameis, obviously, you know, top five quarterback last week. Um, five fucking touchdowns. One of the weirdest stat lines ever. Less than 200 yards passing, five touchdowns. You're not going to see that very often. Uh, what can we expect out of that guy? I, I've been saying it all year that he's a top 10 fantasy quarterback. Uh, what, what, where is his ceiling? Um, his ceiling is... So obviously, I, I well, the ceiling is one. No, he could finish his, as the number one quarterback. His, his, absolutely. I, I don't know about quite about one, but he's going to be up there. So what we know about Jameis and we've known from him since he was at FSU, it's confidence. So once he starts, you know, you start getting some confidence in that defense and you start getting some confidence in your playmakers, the skills there. And then when if, if he's the guy that doesn't feel like he has to carry that team, he's going to make some just like he doesn't have to think as much when he can just play the game. He's. He's fantastic. Um, it's yeah. I was about to say we need to see him when he's playing from behind because that's ultimately where he's made where he's made his mistakes where he starts slinging the ball around and not thinking straight. Uh, once we actually get to see a game where he is coming from behind and if he does well, I'd say his ceiling can be uh, you know a, a two or number two or number three in the league. You know, in passing, I don't think anyone's going to touch you know Patty Mahomes uh, at the end of the season, but his ceiling is high. But also. You could easily see another, you know, twenty-five interceptions if uh, if the Saints get into some injury issues and start having to play from behind. That's, I mean, the even the, the thirty interception season. That's fluky. He never threw that many interceptions before. That's highly unlikely to happen. They're not going to allow him to do that, and they're not going to ask him to do that. He's not going to be throwing the ball that much. Um, in terms of. Are there going to be games where they're chasing points? Absolutely. I'm not super confident in their secondary. Um, they had some injuries on that on Sunday. Uh, plus, you know, they, the opposite of Lattimore, they were kind of weak to begin with. They will get Bradley Roby back, but he's going to have to work in and figure out how they're doing that, how they're running that defense. And also, I mean, he's not like a shutdown corner or anything like that. So, I mean, if you are good enough to attack them on the outside and you're good enough to block them up front, then you can absolutely get to a point where you have a lead in that game and you can force them to chase some points. So it's not it's not unheard of. Yeah, and uh, just sticking to like on the New Orleans, um, while we're talking about Jameis, like you want to talk about some wave wire pickups, but Juwan Johnson, uh, you know, tight end actually has tight end and wide receiver, uh, you know, eligibility in, in some leagues. Came through with uh, you know a touchdown. Um, yeah, he was only three for two, three. Two touchdowns. Target. Two touchdowns. Yeah. So. I think this guy is is kind of on the up and rise of tight ends in a in a time where tight ends are hard to find some but good tight ends. I mean, so the problem with Juwan Johnson is he's yeah. he is a tight end. So his tight end wide receiver eligibility doesn't really do much for you. Um because you you can already start that type of player in the flex. Uh he only had twenty yards receiving. So you, you in, in my opinion, Juwan Johnson or or he he is fool's gold this week. I see a lot of people going after him. Um, I don't think he's going to be all that. But 
you know, Jameis, he does love his end zone threats. And that was the guy that he tossed it up for. The problem is when I see guys like that that score multiple touchdowns, I always look for yards. I look for targets, and they just weren't there for him. Yeah, he was very low targeted. Um, he is going to be a red zone threat, but there's other red zone threats in that offense too. Uh, also, how sustainable is it if we do get Michael Thomas back, he eventually becomes a red zone threat as well. Plus, there's Adam Troutman there and Alvin Kamara. Yep, a lot of weapons. Yep, and then uh, Mark Ingram, that was another guy that I saw. I mean, I, I think that's another case of just, ah, no, don't pick up that's anybody. That's a game that. flow thing, it is. in my opinion. They got up to a lead, and they're, Mark Ingram is the guy that they trust in terms of salting the game away. Uh, they're probably not going to have many leads the rest of the season unless they continue to surprise us. Um, but Jacksonville's pretty bad, so that w- they're able to take advantage of that. And uh, that that is why he got as many carries as he did. And honestly, I mean, if you look at Melvin Gordon, him and uh, Javante Williams split that backfield basically even in terms of opportunities. Uh, he just broke a long one. So, I mean, you'll have that happen, but I wouldn't go out expecting it. Man, Melvin Gordon's going to have a Pro Bowl season. I'm, I'm banking on it. But um, going back to the Texans, what if the Texans <clears throat> this year – we're kind of like Carolina last year. Like Carolina surprised everyone. We, we were kind of, everyone was kind of like I know at least a few of us here, and I'm sure a lot of other people were kind of expecting Carolina to be top five pick, like three four wins. Um, kind of weirdly put it together. What if like for some odd reason that becomes the Texans this year? Just like weird pieces that just so happen to gel. Like um, you know, obviously Tyrod Taylor putting up a uh, some some massive numbers there. He's still Tyrod uh, Taylor. What if What if instead they're the Jaguars and they just won their first game and they're about to lose their next 15? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's more as like... Long, as, long as, my, as long as my fantasy team isn't like game. last year's Jaguars. It's so bad. I mean, you, you, you look at some of these wins and it's just so obvious. These teams are going to fade. The Eagles are going to win some interesting games because they have such a dynamic threat in Jalen Hurts. Tyrod Taylor is not this threat that that uh, hurts is. He's not gonna. He's not this guy that changes the game. He's just a guy. Tyrod Taylor, even in college, like I saw him a couple times play FSU, and I'd be like, okay, this guy's good, but who cares? He was one of those guys. He, he wasn't particularly athletic. I mean, he can run, but he can run like Teddy can run. You know what I'm saying? Like he's really not that fast. Yeah, um, yeah I, I I don't know. I, I I don't believe in in Houston at all and. <laughs> If the Deshaun Watson uh, legal trouble cl- clears up, that is going to get turned into a weird fucking situation over there. Yeah, and I think he actually still made about a million dollars last week for uh, not playing that game, by the way. Wow. Yeah. Well, <sighs> let's go Let's go to some news. Uh, one of the most devastating things, oftentimes I'm high in a guy and I don't get him, and, and then something terrible happens to him, and I'm really happy. A guy who was huge on this year, and I didn't get him in either league, is Jerry Judy. Uh, Newman and I watched that game together. It looked like his ankle snapped. It looked like he was done for the year. Um, it was ugly. Turns out just a high ankle sprain, but it's the bad one. He's going to need the full six weeks. Uh, that's devastating for the Broncos. And then they also lose uh, Darby. I mean, this, this is, this is, uh, well, um, sorry. Uh, Ronald Darby. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's one, uh, he's what happened one of the big Dar- free agent Darby? acquisitions. Um, and so instead of him, that's basically throwing uh, Patrick Sertain into the starter's role there. Yep. But Darby is only supposed to miss about three weeks, fortunately for them. And that's that's bad because the Broncos look fucking good. Um, you know, yeah, it, it was the I Giants, agree. but that defense is stout. 
Yes, that's, yes, that's always that's always been my concern with with Jerry Judy. Not to be you know like kind of a revisionist, but here, but his stature, he's not a big guy. He's su- like he's he's six one one. Did you see the injury? Uh, yeah, did you I did. see the injury? It was just yeah. a guy landing on your ankle. That could happen I, to anybody. It's a freak well, accident. I get it, but that's his durability. Things. I mean, durability is durability. That's something I, I definitely worry with him with his with his size. He's got that like Deshaun Jackson frame. Man, he was looking good before he went out, though. Uh, he he's yeah. he's going to be a good a target player. monster. He guy, was a target monster in that game before he went out. Guy runs some of the smoothest routes I've ever seen in my life. Crisp. Yeah. He's he, he's uh, he's crisp. Like some quarterbacks, when they throw the ball, and we talked about it uh, previously, Russell Wilson. It's just such a pretty ball. Uh, same thing with Judy. Like when he's running routes, it's like poo. It's like a, it's like an art form, really. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. When you're watching. So do you worry? Do you think he takes him longer than six weeks? With the route running to be able to do that on a high ankle sprain, I mean, that's like the it, worst it was, possible thing for that injury. It was projected to be six to eight weeks. Six so. to eight, okay. Yeah. yeah, high ankle sprain could also bother you the entire season if you don't let that thing heal up, and it's just going to be sore. I mean, those things, those things are hard to kick, and, it's, and especially for a guy like that, you know, with the the amount of pressure he puts on it, running good routes, um, not la- not running lazy routes. Unless we'll you're see. Saquon Barkley. Just, <laughs> just just buy him a hyperbaric chamber, force him to sleep in there every single night. Oh, I guarantee he's got he's I guarantee he's got the egg and he has everything going. Yeah, I mean so he's I'm in Denver. Eat some fucking edibles, climb in that hyperbolic chamber and just oh, just veg out, bro. Just listen to an audio book, you're gonna go. Yep. Just veg <laughs> the fuck out. They're not testing you anymore. Uh, and speaking of testing, Josh Gordon may be coming back into the league. Should we care? Nah. I mean, I think he's still an interesting player. If he does get picked up somewhere, um, somebody's going to probably need a wide receiver here soon, uh, especially, you know, J- guy like Judy dropping, some other guys getting dinged up here and there. Um, so, I mean, there's definitely – somebody's going to sign him. There's too much talent left there uh, for that for it not to be worth a gamble. I agree we shouldn't I mean, care. You, you know what they say, seven <laughs> times the charm. Yep. This guy's going to fuck if, up again. I mean, it's... If, if, if we could sum up Josh, uh, Josh Gordon's potential 2021 season, uh, it's a bunch of single-digit games, like two, three touchdowns. And then when I'm playing someone in the championship rounds, he's going to have 40 points and then get suspended the following week. <laughs> Honestly, it's... Play, it's plain sad, and simple. It's sad to see guys like Tebow that they really did give it their all and they, they just don't have the talent to cut it. And then you see guys like Gordon that gave it none. And they have all the talent to cut it. It's this guy would be not be getting his seventh chance if he wasn't a six foot five fucking monster. This guy could have been Megatron. He was yeah. his rookie did, year. Did he get picked up in any leagues? In any of your leagues? He's not even available. He's not even like in the, in the <laughs> roster pool until he's reinstated. He's a, he, he's a write in. <laughs> I uh, I may or may not have looked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not worth it. I mean, it's going to take him so long to bring him along. Like, just wait, sure. wait it out until he's signed and is actually showing any signs of life on what team he's on. Yep, absolutely. Also in the news, Demarcus Lawrence uh, breaks his foot. Uh, that's that's devastating for the Cowboys. Uh, that defense is already bad, and they just lost their, one of the best pass rushers in the league. They have now no yeah. pass rush because their other yeah. end uh, is out with uh, contact tracing. Well, Kamara steps up, right? The the little rookie that made it for uh, Hard Knocks. Um, Joe McCoy also done for the year. Uh, that's going to hurt the Raiders' ability to stop the run. Um, that's back to back years where he's you know gotten had a season ending injury pretty early on. Um, and then one other defensive it's not, end. It's not going to hurt them that much. One other defensive end, uh, Chandler Jones. 
with five sacks on Sunday, um, just absolutely harasses Taylor Lewan. Taylor Lewan takes to Twitter to apologize and uh, and and thank Chandler Jones for exposing him for what he is. Good for him. I like that. I like that mindset. I love everything about Taylor Lewan. I think he's a psychopath yeah. in the best possible way. Um, I, I I love everything about him. Yeah, but hey, let's not also take yeah. this away from Chandler Jones. Five sacks. I mean, the guy had what nineteen sacks in twenty nineteen before he uh, tore his bicep throughout twenty twenty. He's thirty one years old. I, I mean, I'm thinking he can make a run here easy at Shanahan's twenty two point five sack record for the season. Great, Strahan, Strahan, whatever. Some guy with the gap in his teeth. Yeah, I don't know if you guys had um, um, read um, about kind of like Chandler Jones. What he had an interview, I think yesterday, or um, um, kind of about what happened. You know, sacks, contracts, all that. Uh, some of the things he said, he's like, "Listen, the sacks are going to come, and that the contract will take care of itself." He's like, "When you're out here, that's my agent's job. I'm here." To, you know, obviously he was joking with some parts, but that guy, <clears throat> that guy's ready to play. Uh, and uh, not to toot my uh, my guy Cliff's horn, but uh, watch out for the Cardinals, baby. I love when I love when Marcus is about to pat himself on the back. He always makes the same exact face. He goes, "Not, not to two yeah, can't, can't can't help." I it, mean, they, they did they did look good. That defense looked improved. You got Isaiah Simmons showing up, uh, showing flashes, um, and you know their young DBs actually kind of you know played decent in this game against uh, AJ Brown and Julio Jones. So. I, th- I think their their secondary is good. I, I think that's going to buy the, that little bit of extra time the pass rush needs. Um, I don't see a lot of people doubling Chandler Jones when you have JJ Watt on the other side. As long as he's healthy, Simmons looked great. Um, I'm really I'm rooting for him. He's, he's one of the more underrated players in the league, honestly. And I, I know when we all picked our record to most likely be broken with the the addition of the 17th game, I picked sacks. So I'm definitely work you know, rooting <laughs> for him now. He needs seven. Uh, 18 more in 16 weeks. I think eight, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting, man. Uh, like that that'd be like a fun record to watch, especially if you're following it all the way through. Like everyone's gonna be talking about passing records, receiving records, but that, no one. That's such a fun one too because like it can. It, let's say he gets to 22 or 22 and a half, it could happen any play. Like you, you're on the edge of your seat the entire time because it could happen any play. Oh, and they're going to be calling his number on every single play if he gets that close. He's just going to be coming in like a wild man. And they're going to be running, they're gonna be running tandem stunts. And like, yeah, <laughs> they're oh, going to try see, and get him free. You'll see like Watt go like super sane, just like, you know, get him those additional opportunities. No, so it's, oh, JJ shit. Watt will be injured by then. Let's be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> All right, guys, let's, let's kick it into week two. Um, as exciting as week one was. Week two, not so much. Not that many great matchups. As I look over the board, we have three games that are predicted to be where, where, player, where teams are double-digit dogs. That's insane. Lions at Packers, Falcons at Bucks, and Texans at Browns. Uh, they, last week, I, I couldn't even believe it. I was looking over that slate and talking with you guys. I'm just like, this man, this is like, what the fuck is this? And it was every bit as exciting as I thought it would be. Uh, honestly, not even that many close games, but it's just fucking football. Um, but this week, not so much. There's not many good games. Well, you know, you know, Drew. Like last week, obviously, like we had, but we had good games in every single window, pretty much. Um, uh, starting from Dallas, Tampa, uh, and then we finished with that thriller in uh, in Vegas. But we had great games all the way through, which was awesome. Uh, and I think we're starting this week with Giants Redskins. Like, kill me. Um, I, <laughs> I think, mean, you don't want to watch the Taylor Heineke show. <laughs> no, 
No, but um, I think the Giants are going to make the right decision and not play Saquon. Um, but um, I think for me and uh, probably a lot of us, I think this the most interesting thing about this week is it kind of starts leading towards who is this that team or is it kind of like a fluke? Teams like uh, uh, the Bengals, can they keep it up? Uh, are the Chargers for real? Um, um, are the Rams that good? Are the Colts going to bounce back? I, I, th- I think week two is more of like, are we going to have some more questions answered? And I think that's more of what this is about rather than the matchup because you're going to be looking at a few of these games and um, seeing if these teams are going to keep it up. Um, well, why, I, I know well, we're about to talk about a few of the matchups. Why don't you make a prediction, Mother Lecca? I'll make a lot of uh, predictions. Uh, wh- which game you want? I'll give, tell you how give, it's going to go down. Give, give me your boldest prediction of the week. Let's hear it, Marcus. You always got a good one. My boldest prediction. By the way, you're you're looking like a '90s uh, bass player right now. (laughs) Oh yeah, the thunder. My, um, I think I will go with um, Philly beats the Niners at home and really throws a lot of question marks. I I, I can see that happening. So, uh, 49ers are three and a half point favorites uh, at Philly. It's an intriguing matchup, and uh, it seems to be shifting Philly's way. It started out at four and a half, so I like that. I mean, that's a good one. I think Philly did beat San Francisco last year, right? Um, obviously, different San Francisco team, uh, given all the injuries that they had going on. But I'm pretty sure that they did beat them. So they beat uh, they beat the college team of the 49ers last year. <laughs> Nick Nick Mullins at the helm, I believe. Nice. Well, well, 49ers are picking up also where they started last year and losing Moser, but they also lost their best cornerback on their team as well. Week one for the entire season. Verit or Verin. Um, anyways, yeah. They're such a good 49ers fan. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's, I don't have them up in the roster in front of me, but yeah, it, it's just bad news. I mean, you're going to have, you're going to have continued injuries there. They're, they're bitten by the bug. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Um, so I might I might jump on that one, but I mean I'd say my one I don't know about you guys, but I am not sold in on the Colts, and I think the Colts finish below five hundred by the end of the year. In all honesty, <laughs> yeah, they don't look good. They, <laughs> they don't look good. If if that's an indication no. of what what's to come, they do not look good. Their their not- schedule's really tough out of the gate, and I said this when I had them, uh, you know, finishing as lowly as I as they as I did. Um, but uh, they they get their asses whooped by Seattle, and now they get the Rams coming to town. Uh, it's not getting any easier. Well, it's like I said in a reaction pod. The Car- Carson Wentz missing preseason's huge. I do think they're going to get it together. They have to. This roster is still so good, man. They still got Jonathan Taylor. They still got Carson Wentz. Uh, Hilton being well, on will IR. It be too late. Will could it be too late by that point. It could. They're still in the AFC South though, and anyone can win that division. So that that that's that's the thing that keeps in, keeps them in it to, for me is I don't think the Titans are that good this year. After after watching that just absolute ass whooping, and we will see the way it unfolds. Uh, as a Derrick Henry fantasy owner, I'm fucking terrified of what I saw of the Titans. <laughs> terrified. I I think that he's going to have a little bit of a bounce back this week um, because I don't think that the defense that they're playing against is going to be as strong against the run. Uh, but I, before the season, mentioned that I thought that uh, the Titans are probably the best team in that division, but I didn't think that they were one of the best teams in the conference as, uh, you know, Brandon continued to hype them as. The Dolphins beat the Pats this year in their three-and-a-half-point dogs against the Bills. Uh, that is intriguing to me. Um, that I think I'm going to throw some action on. That that seems interesting to me. I don't understand that. So, so you that. like the fish at home? Yeah, I do. Um, uh, three-and-a-half points? Absolutely. Home, home dog? 
Yeah, you know, you know, I'm with you, but I, I think like matchups like this. So obviously, Miami, New England, we kind of that game was what we saw. Uh, there's some question marks in Buffalo. Still a good team, but th- this is a huge matchup. Um, I think there's a this could be one of the best like full matchups uh, or this top three for sure. I know we're going to talk about the other ones, but this game is interesting to see like wh- who is Miami? How do, how are they gonna? <clears throat> How are they going to play in like that big of a game? Back to back opponents. Is this? Are they ready to take that step? Can Buffalo ba- bounce back after like a tough loss like that at home? Uh, so it's it's a question answering week. Um, how quietly did the Patriots lose at home last week to the Dolphins? I mean, I know I know it was an ugly game, but the Dolphins played it well. And you know, despite Mac Jones playing so well, like I don't know. I think people are low in the Dolphins. Uh, looking at this line, uh, the Bills did not look good, just just like you just said last week. And uh, I don't know, man. I think uh, I think the Dolphins might be pretty good, despite Tua. Well, was it didn't didn't Patriots lose like on a Mac Jones like last minute kind of interception there? Like that that should no, have been. It was a, it was a, it was a late fumble. Late fumble, so yes. Yeah, so they, they fumbled at the minus twenty eight and the plus thirteen. So that's probably like a 10-point swing total. Yeah. Huge, um, huge. But, I mean, so, that, I mean, that's the Dolphins' defense. It's good. Yeah. Opportunistic, man. But their yeah, offense yeah. is trash. I, have, I, don't, I don't think any of us have faith in Tua. The guy looks like he he's, he doesn't look quick at all. I, that hip is going to go out at any moment, I feel like. And he can't throw the ball down the field. He's got a weak arm. So, mean, like, he, was, he was definitely the worst quarterback on the field Sunday. Uh, yeah, against the guy making his first NFL start. The sooner yeah. they figure out that Salvin Ahmed is their best talent at running back, the better for my fantasy team and the better for the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of questions that are going to be answered because um, I, I think New England's going to have a damn good defense like they had in 2019 before COVID. Oh, it looks um, good. So, 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 so it comes down to like, was Miami's offense that bad? Was New England's defense that good? Is where's where's the middle ground? Where's it actually going to be? Um, I'm excited to see. Um, obviously, I picked Miami to win win the East, and uh, I'm really excited to see how that goes. And obviously, I I, I don't know how to, I'm going to react because if Miami goes and blows out Buffalo, what are the Steelers? Or uh, if Buffalo goes out and blows Miami, there's our Steelers. You know, it's 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 a big week. Um, what kind of cell phone do you think uh, Bill Belichick has? You think he's got like a Motorola Razor or something like that? You think he's? You think he even gets texts on that thing? Is, you think Tom Brady shoots him a text? Maybe he's got no. He has a, a, a sidekick. Yeah, he flips the screen out and. <laughs> no, I think I'm Doesn't with Trevor. He, he has that indestructible. Remember that indestructible Nokia phone that could not be destroyed. You, you, yeah. could, you could drive a Mack truck over it, and it would still. You could still play fucking Snake on it. Yeah, yeah. You could yeah. you could throw it thirty feet in the air, pick up the pieces, and they'd all snap back together. Yep. Yeah, that's it, it, exactly what it is. It's it's like your uh, uh, two two thousand thirteen drug dealer's phone. Boom. That like like it's a, on Cricket or one one of those uh, servers. No, no, no internet. Just cup, just simple text with big bold letters where you have to uh, no swipe. You have to hit uh, T nine. Remember uh, uh, numbers like, multiple times. Remember the T nine like text? It was yes, good. The T nine text was efficient. Say what you want, you could do it with one hand. That was one of the best things about it. You could kind of be like, uh, mm-hmm. oh, I, I like to think that that's Steve Belichick's actual title. Is he just walks around and, and Bill dictates texts to him and he handles the phone stuff? Yeah, it's like oh, technology. Fuck that. <laughs> Uh, any other interesting games? Uh, I'll, I'll I'll give you one. Uh, this Cowboys Chargers game, I think, is the game of the week. Uh, that that that's the game that I want to see. Uh, it started out with Chargers at, at, as as one point favorites, and it's fading even more towards the Chargers. I suspect likely because of 
maybe the Demarcus Lawrence injury or, or whatever. Um, but uh, man, I, I can't wait to see this game. Uh, I think the Washington loss to the Chargers was really underplayed last year, last week. Um, and despite losing their starter, like Washington still looked really good. I think as the season unfolds, that Washington loss is going to look better and better and better and better. The Chargers are for real, though. Yeah, yeah, they, they're monsters. Um, and, and I was talking to you guys earlier. What a fucking terrible like start for Dallas. Uh, they start at Tampa, at Chargers, East Coast, West Coast, back to back weeks. Um, I think Dallas, they're, they're, they should start zero and two. Um, and the, and win double digit games. There's they're still going to be a 10 11 win team because uh, Dallas they, is good, but the Chargers are that good. They, this could be this has the like the potential of a game where uh, the Chargers roll away early because of Dallas's struggles on defense. Um, but it you know comes down to the end. Dallas starts making some plays late, um, relatively high scoring, um, higher than I would think. But I, I love the Chargers here and uh, poor Cowboys. You hate to see it. I mean. The, the thing that the Cowboys do have going for them here is that they do have a long week to prepare. Um, so I'm sure, you know, they, t- they took some advantage of that, uh, getting a lot of extra film work in, recovery time, and all that kind of good stuff, um, figuring out what their kinks are. But, uh, you know, without Gallup and without Demarcus Lawrence, that obviously is going to be tougher on them. And like I said, I still don't think that's, this defense is all that great. So I do expect it to be a little bit more of a shootout. Uh, the Chargers are probably going to give up more points than they normally would in most games because Dallas's offense is just that good. But uh, yeah, it's hard to hard to go against uh, the Chargers at home there. Roger so. Goodell, why did you give the Cowboys such a hard opening schedule? Why? Because fuck them. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so I have one circled here from like my bold prediction. I, I think New Orleans has a little bit of a trap game here. Um, they're not they're not practicing at home. They they sit on the road this week at Carolina. They're at New England next week. They could be looking forward to that one. Division opponent. Green Bay looked fucking terrible. You know, I don't think we really have a good idea of what New Orleans is. I mean, I don't think Jameis is going to keep up that thirty yards to touchdown ratio. I, I think Carolina might give them a give them a run for their money here. Yeah, I like it. It is a division game. Uh, Teams generally take those a little bit more seriously. Um, so, I mean, did, Carolina almost like played a pretty close game against the Jets. And did, so. the, did the Saints really look that good that last week, or did the fucking Packers just look that bad? I, I I think it's a little bit of both, but I think it's more so that the Packers just looked that bad. Yeah, it was so, like three and out on like overthrown receivers. Like that's not even, that's not a, a testament to to the defense necessarily. Like Aaron Rodgers was just missing throws. Most accurate he, quarterback of all time was insanely inaccurate last week. It, it's it's kind of it's kind of like he missed a bunch of camp due to uh, some contract issues. <laughs> um, uh, it, it's a, it's a weird game because I'm not I'm not really sure who they are. Carolina looked good early. Um, yeah, you know, albeit it was against the Jets, but they did nothing in the second half. They couldn't finish. Um, is it going to be a shootout? Do I start Jameis? Do I do I put in Cal, uh, Callaway? I, who knows? Um, it's a, it's a very intriguing matchup. I'm I'm hoping it's going to be a shootout. Um, start the and, fuck out of Jameis. Are you kidding me? If, absolutely. If, if, if hammer that start. If, if fucking uh, Zach, if fuck boy Zach Wilson could throw one touchdown on this Carolina defense, Jameis has at least three. Well, Jalen Hurts is my uh, my starting quarterback. In that oh, league, so. okay. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Well, given yeah, that yeah. situation, yes. No. <laughs> solid, solid place to be at. Hey, when are you going to trade me Jameis in that league? Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably, probably pretty soon. <laughs> uh, 
Kansas City, um, Baltimore, any wild takes there? Or is uh, Kansas City just going to roll on this one? I think they're going to roll them. Too many injuries for Baltimore. This is the one kind of game that we talked about like Baltimore can't play in. Like This is going to be a shootout. They're not going to be able to keep pace. Like It's going to get fucking ugly. It's it's gonna be a beautiful thing to watch. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Um, does, does anyone does anyone possibly think Baltimore could keep it close? Because honestly, like Kansas City, that that game against Cleveland, they they kind of look scary. They look complete. We know that they have some weaknesses, but they found a way to finish and compete in, on all on all ends of the game. So I don't, I don't think so. I think Kansas City's defense is gonna play a little bit better. Uh, you know, with their additions on the defensive line. Um, that should kind of help them limit what Baltimore can do with the running game. And then, uh, I mean, Baltimore just, what what are the receiving options that Baltimore really has? They're, they're able to take them out, I think, of this too easy. It's almost like they should maybe draft a wide receiver eventually. Because <laughs> Mar- Mar- Marquise, Marquise Brown isn't it. He's not Well, it. they did draft Rashad Bateman, but he's obviously hurt, so. What round? First. First. Yeah, it's, it, did you like that pick? I mean, Rashad Bateman was a good player in college. But did you like the I pick? No I, I almost feel like generally, what, like yes, what's but, what's but what's the point? Like, why why invest that much draft capital in a guy that your quarterback can't throw to? No, I I, I actually agree. I, I think the Ravens need to continuously double down on this defense. It's it's how Lamar thrives. It's how Lamar thrives. And look at fucking dude. Uh, you say what you want about the Ravens defense the other day. Patrick Queen looks fucking great. He's amazing. Yeah. He's yeah. so good, and he and he was stud. one of the, he was one of those guys that just it always happens, man. You get these fucking studs that fall to them. They they're never drafting in the early first round ever. Uh, they had a couple down years, but for the most part, they're drafting at the end of the first round. Like um, that was just such a steal, and I, I think they need, they need to keep double down and hope that they hit or, or get a guy in free agency. But that's the thing is they don't get any guys in free agency. It's the problem. Why not get Antonio Brown Sammy this Watkins. year? Why not go for Antonio Brown though? Pair up the Brown brothers. <laughs> um, I think if that's if I want if I want to go, whatever t- tomato tomato, they're both uh, well, one's great, one's trash. But um, I, I think if we're gonna look at something bold, I think something fun and exciting to talk about would be um, maybe Kansas City gets up early, rolls them, and they have to fully rely on the pass, and maybe maybe we start seeing three, four picks and just awful play out of Lamar, and it really opens up the questions and the chat about uh, what Drew brought up earlier this year is can you really spend the money on a guy that can't even keep you close if you need to throw the ball? Uh, I think that would be the most um, intriguing thing to happen that night, past the, obviously the fact that Baltimore losing 0-2, but kind of like bringing in the real chat that everyone likes to avoid. Um, to me, it's not being a passer. Very, very telling that he hasn't ex- signed an extension yet. Well, he's his own agent. Yeah, you know that, right? He's fucking no, making it. He's making not his own deals. Agent. He has no agent. Lamar Jackson does <laughs> Lamar, not have. If you're an agent. listening, I'll do it for one percent. It, he's. It's the dumbest thing about Lamar Jackson. <laughs> well, there's well, well, there's a few dumber <laughs> things, well. but um, yeah, Lamar Jackson. He, you know, he's made some other questionable choices this year, and this is just another one of them. You got to have an agent in this league. Dumb, especially if you're a talent that's going to be pretty washed up by the age of 31. Dumb. Yeah. Yep. Running backs. When when your running backs cap up, they start to show their their prime around 31. So I think that's when that's Lamar Jackson's edge. But he's still got quite a few years. He's still fucking young. He's younger than Joe Burrow still. So we'll see. 
But uh, Giants at Washington, I think this is a fucking intriguing game, and, and, and you know, I'm going to post this tonight, so odds are you're probably listening to this and it's already outdated, but uh, give me some Taylor Heineke. I think he's going to dice up this Giants team. Can't wait to see it. I think I think Washington's going to rape the Giants tomorrow. I think they're gonna they're, it's it's, it's going to be so embarrassing. Uh, the Giants, uh, you just feel bad, uh, which reminds me, I saw something, uh, <laughs> I saw a funny uh, post. Uh, I think it was a Giants fan wearing a Plaxico jersey. He said uh, something about uh, wear my Plaxico jersey because the Giants make me want to shoot myself. <laughs> and it's going to sum up the season. They're they're in trouble, man. Yep, they are. They're bad. They're not a good team. But ho- hopefully two people on this pod didn't take them to win the division. <laughs> I, I, I corrected that. Uh, it's still out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but for the record, that was before half their offensive line retired. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but you, you you had the opportunity to uh to change it too, did you not? Yeah, I'm but a I, fucking I, man. I still fucking I still man up with my original prediction. I'm a man, and that's out in the ether forever. They're not going to listen to that and then listen to the other pod where I corrected myself. Yeah. And, I, and I, I, by the way, I never even made the official call that the Ravens would win the division because I wasn't even on that pod. But I think yeah, I think Ravens look better than than I thought they would actually. No, well, Drew, you mentioned you were going to watch Taylor Heineke. What about Antonio Gibson? He kind of had like an underperforming, you know, first week. I think he just goes off like this week on the Giants and just tears through that defense. I mean, and he's going to open it up for Taylor Heineke. He's going to have a good game, but I think this is like a revenge game for you know Antonio Gibson coming through with this game, and it's going to have it's going to be a breakout game for him. Yeah, I agree. Um, and and I think that whole offense is better off with Heineke. I mean, he's he, he's a he's a he's a fucking baller, man. Guy can run. He's got some legs, man. He's really, really fast, like deceptively fast. I I wonder what had it been if he hadn't kicked his leg through a fucking plate glass window <laughs> when he played for the Vikings because he looked like the great white hype for the Vikings. He looked like he was going to be the real deal, and then that happened. Fuck you, Taylor. <laughs> now we have Kirk Cousins because of you, bitch. Oh, man. Fucking jerk. All right, guys, any other closing sp- thoughts or anything like that? Got nothing for you, except for Ghost Stellars. I Ghost definitely think Aaron Rodgers scores more than point three two points this week. <laughs> bold, take it to the bank. Very bold. <laughs> well, you know, you know who hasn't given up on uh, Aaron Rodgers is Vegas. They're still eleven and a half point favorites over the Lions, who, let's face it, outperformed what anyone thought they were going to do last week. I'm, I'll be rooting for them from start to finish. Go Lions! You going to bet them yeah. to cover? Um, probably not. Um, it, it's it's going to be weird. It depends on how uh, the one and four o'clock games go, um, or how how the whole weekend goes. If I'm up, I might hammer the Lions. I might take a money line. Who knows? Yeah. Well, but I'll, be, we'll, I'll be rooting for them. There you go. Well, the one thing I will say, Marcus, is you know, fuck your Phillies and 49ers are going to roll that shit. Nick Bosa is going to have two sacks this week. And uh, bye bye, Dirty Eagles. Hey, ever, ever, I hate I hate the Eagles. I love Jalen. Uh, you know, he wanted a bold take, and that was the first thing that came to my mind because uh, I'm a big Jalen fan, and I like being right. Hey, he looks good. I just think that Nair defense is gonna is gonna do good in the front. Hope, hopefully, better than they did against Detroit. Yeah, we won't let off the gas pedal because because Philly will be somewhat close. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Got anything else? Let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. Is he? Bill? 
Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, my, my, my closing thoughts are uh, fucking rest in peace to Norm MacDonald, one of the greatest comedians of all time. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. You fellas got a lot of growing up to do. I'll tell you that. Ridiculous. Completely fucking ridiculous. If you've never seen that scene, Norm MacDonald just got raped in prison. <laughs> And he's fucking scolding him as if like they just like insulted him or something like that. But he's like, you know what hurts the most? It's the lack of respect. That's what hurts the most. Well, actually, no, it's the other thing that definitely hurts the most. But the lack of respect is definitely second. <laughs> fucking absolute legend. Uh, Dirty Work is such a cringy movie, but it's a fucking cult classic. You got to watch it. All right, everybody. Sports memory. We're out.